Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to Fiscamo, your weekly, yes, weekly still, consistency check on America's political and legal file systems. I am your host, T. Greg Doucette, recording from my apartment, La Chateau T-Dot, on the southwest corner of Durham, North Carolina. You'll notice you are getting this on a Wednesday, which is very weird for folks. We usually release episodes on Monday, so you're probably wondering what is going on. And the answer is I'm making this a mini pod to explain to you all why we have been on hiatus for about a month now. Uh, Folks have started to wonder whether or not I was still alive. Uh, The answer to that is yes. As long as you see activity on my Twitter feed, I am still here. Uh, But we haven't had a chance to record a real bona fide episode for a while, and people were concerned. So I'm doing this quickly. Uh, This is not going to be a long episode. There is no criminal justice fuckery in it. If you were expecting that, my apologies. But at the very least, I wanted to give you a preview of what is coming and an explanation for where we have been. So first, podcast notes about what is coming up. Uh, We are planning on tomorrow. So you're going to get this episode on Wednesday the 12th, the tomorrow the 13th. We are hoping to have a Law 140 on the Patreon account for our Friends of the Fisk, and it is going to be on Roy Moore's lawsuit against Sasha Baron Cohen, which is hilarious. So we've talked before about defamation, which is the core of that lawsuit, but we're also going to, it's basically going to be like a practical overview of how you would deal with this if you were the defense attorney, because one of the things that I do in my practice uh, is I do a lot of First Amendment defense work. So we'll walk through the civil procedure stuff, what are called slaps, strategic lawsuits against public participation, uh, the defamation stuff and how that all pan out. So look for that tomorrow on our Patreon account. That is patreon.com slash Fisk. Oh, Jesus. See, this is what happens when I don't have Mike. I forgot to do the introductory stuff. Uh, if you have not already done so, please join the conversation online. The Twitter account is at Fiskamall. That is at F-S-C-K-E-M-A-L-L. If you want to leave us a written comment, you can do that on our website, Fiskamall.com. That is F-S-C-K-E-M-A-L-L.com. And the Patreon page is patreon.com slash F-S-C-K. That's patreon.com slash Fisk. We rely on the Patreon account to pay Mike and to keep things running, cover the hosting and everything else. And we ask if you have it to spare, uh, just $7 a month. So forego, if you can, a latte at Starbucks. I assume that's about what they cost. I don't actually know. I just get a plain coffee. Um, But we would love to have your support. Okay, so backing up a little bit. We're going to have that Law 140 on the Patreon page, planning for it tomorrow. It's going to be about Roy Moore's lawsuit, so you know what's coming. On Monday, that in the background you just heard is the dog. We're going to talk about him in a bit. Uh, On Monday, we should have, God willing, our next full regular episode. I don't know if it's going to be recorded in my apartment or in the studio, because you might notice there's a hurricane currently uh, bearing down on the state, because when it rains, it pours, quite literally in this case. Uh, But just know, we will be back in a regular rotation one way or the other soon. That is the plan. So where have we been? Because that is the question that a lot of people have asked. We have been gone for four Mondays, so you have missed an entire month of episodes. uh, And the reasons why are 75% dog, 25% life, uh, quite literally. So the first two weeks, the reason why we took that initial hiatus is because I got a new dog. 
Those of you that have been around for a while, you might remember I used to have a beagle named Samson, uh, who I love to death. I got him my 3L year of law school, and he passed away of cancer back in October of last year. And I've gone 10 months without a dog. And my girlfriend, who, you know, was basically Samson's, you know, mom, uh, got a cat probably about two months ago because she was annoyed that she did not have a pet. Well, the cat uh, loves her, loves her to death. Like it was a, a complete feral cat, you know, not house trained or broken or whatever else. Um, it's just a mama cat had babies and one of the babies she adopted. So she's been nursing this kitten since it's been like, you know, two or three weeks old, loves her to death. It's a complete lap kitty around her. She gets home, he jumps in her lap and just lays there and purrs and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to say he hates me. He just really doesn't give a fuck about me. So I walk in and he'll hiss at my presence Eventually, he'll come around in my vicinity if I have some sort of treat to feed him or a toy to play with him. Uh, But beyond that, he will not let me anywhere near him. If I go to try and pet him, he runs away. Uh, He even tries to swipe at my feet uh, with his razor-sharp claws. So if I'm laying on her couch and you see my foot on the, uh, the side, he'll swipe at it because I guess he doesn't like my feet. I don't actually know. Well, my girlfriend, I think sensed that I was a little annoyed that she had a pet, the pet loved her, and it did not like me at all. Because Samson, you know, Samson loved everybody. If someone tried to burgle my house, the dog would instantly roll over on his back for you to pet him because he was a very loving dog. Um, So she started looking for a pet for me and started going through, I think it's like petfinder.com or something like that, found a dog that she thought we could uh, make work with our living arrangements. And it was... Uh, sheltered by one of these nonprofit shelters. Now, all of the pets that I have adopted have been through the Durham Animal Protection Society. And by all the pets, I mean, I've only adopted one. It was Samson. So I worked with Durham APS back in 2011 and everything was great. This particular shelter was not the Durham APS. I'm not going to name them uh, because I don't want to like, you know, ruin their reputation, but I'm never going to use that particular not Durham APS ever again because they had this absurdly long application. It's absolutely ridiculous, like practically wanting everything but my tax returns. But I filled it out, gave them all of my information, gave them like three personal references, the landlord, a whole bunch of other stuff, filled out excruciating detail on my daily schedule and everything else, whether or not there's other pets in the dog's life, et cetera, et cetera send it in. They take about a week to contact all of my references to confirm that, yes, in fact, I am a competent adult able to take care of a pet. And then they send me an email. They say, your application has been approved. So I'm excited. I'm like, hey, I'm going to get a dog. Uh, And then I get a follow-up email saying, we're not going to allow you to adopt that particular dog Uh, Because you live in an apartment and you don't have a fenced-in backyard. Now, the fenced-in backyard was not mentioned anywhere. Not on their website, not during their application process or anything else. There was absolutely no indication at all whatsoever that this particular dog had to have a fenced-in backyard. So I said, well, look, they just put in a dog park at my apartment complex really like two weeks before Samson passed. I was kind of pissed because Samson always wanted to be outside, but because he was a beagle, I couldn't just let him run. They put in the dog park as he's, you know, in the tail end of cancer before we had to put him down. So I was like, I was bitter as fuck for a long time. 
so I sent that back. So look, I got a dog park now. I can let him run in the dog park just like it's a fenced-in backyard. And they said, nope, can't do that. You're not going to have this dog. If you want one of our other dogs, let us know. At which point I'm like, fuck it. I'm done with you people. I wouldn't have minded had they put on their website that I had to have a backyard because then I wouldn't have gotten my hopes up. But you've had me do this laborious application and contact everyone and their mother to make sure that I can you know, have a dog. So fuck you. So I was done. I took that as a sign. I am not supposed to have a pet yet. My law firm is still in total disarray because one of my attorneys is now a law professor. I mentioned that a few episodes back. Uh, We're going through a period of criminal justice reform, which I support politically, but also means I have fewer clients, so I'm fucking broke. Uh, It's been a very strenuous time in my law office, so I'm like, I don't want to add a dog to the mix. We're good. Well, of course, now my girlfriend had her heart set on a dog to go with the cat, Uh, So she kept looking, and we decided that we weren't going anywhere else except for the Durham Animal Protection Society, who I love to death. And if you get bored and you have some money, I would appreciate if you would make a donation to them in Samson's honor because they're just super amazing. We'll do an official fundraiser for them again later this year, but I love them to death. Um, So she found another dog. I don't remember the dog's name. It was was something uh, with a P. It was like Pablo or, or Paco or something like that. Um, so she was like, okay, this dog is about the right size. It was a decent breed. We should go check it out. So I go to the Durham APS probably about three or four days later looking for this particular dog. And as I'm walking down the aisle, so the way the Durham APS is set up is it's kind of like death row for animals. Um, they do a very good, I shouldn't have said like that. It's not death row. Literally. I mean, they do a very good job of adopting out pets, Uh, But it's structured like a a prison, basically. I mean, you've got three rows, and then there's kennels on each side of the rows. Well, this is a period of time where they had gotten a lot of animals adopted out. So we're working on the central row here. So if you're going from the front door, you go through another door to get to the animal section, and then there's a row that goes all the way down. Uh, And the very first kennel on the left uh, catches my eye, not because of the animal, but because of the name of the animal. Uh, They had named that particular dog Samson in honor of my dog and our fundraiser we had done for them last year. Uh, So, of course, I teared up a little bit. I took a picture. I sent it to my girlfriend and said, oh, look, they named him Samson. How cute. Uh, and then kept going back to where this other dog happened to be. Well, the dog wasn't there. He was visiting with another family. So I said, okay, Didn't have time to really sit and visit and do anything else, so I went back to my office. Girlfriend goes to the Durham APS the next day because she wants to meet the dog. The dog is there and can't stand her. It it just like whines and cries and tries to get away when it's brought into the visiting room. I jokingly told her it's because she probably smelled like a cat, uh, but she decides that that is not the dog at all that she wants us to adopt. And she stopped by Samson's cage, or what he had been called Samson. He's called Chance now, by the way. So I'm going to refer to him as Chance so there's no mix-ups on what is going on here. Uh, Goes by Chance's kennel. And I was like, oh, he seems nice. Maybe we should visit with him. So I'm like, okay, if, if I go back for now the second or third time in the span of a week to go try and see this dog, are you telling me that I have the green light to adopt it if I'm okay with it? And she says yes. So I go back the next morning, and I guess I misread on Google when they opened because I got there like an hour before they opened. So couldn't see the dog then. Had to go back to my apartment, put on a suit, go to court, and everything else. 
go back after court to check out this particular dog. And when it's brought in, spends pretty much the entire time trying to hump my leg. I mean, it's it mounted me as soon as it got in. I pushed him down. He kept trying to do it. Eventually, I got him to mostly calm down and sit for a treat. I, I uploaded a video of it on Twitter, if you happen to be following me about a month ago. And, you know, I decided that I was going to give it a chance. It's a boxer pit mix, we think. No one actually knows. Kind of also looks like a mountain cur, which I had never heard of until people on Twitter suggested it. Uh, it's got a brindle tiger stripe coat. He's just, he's super friggin' adorable. Uh, but at the time, back then, he kept trying to fuck everything in sight, and it aggravated the piss out of me. Uh, so anyhow, I fill out the application, decide I'm going to go ahead and, and try to adopt this particular dog. Well, fast forward to after we go through the waiting period and him getting his treatment stuff done and me getting things figured out. Basically, bring him home Monday, I want to say like three or four weeks ago. It was at least four weeks ago, so maybe the Monday, or it was a Tuesday because I know we released the podcast. I don't fucking remember. Forgive me. If I had Mike here in the studio, he might be able to remind me. Uh, but it was either a Monday or Tuesday four weeks ago. That's it. I know that for sure. Anyhow, on the ride from the shelter to the vet, because I had lined up all his appointments. We're going to go to the vet first and then go to the uh, groomers so he doesn't dirty up my apartment too bad. On the ride from the shelter to the vet, takes maybe 20 minutes. Uh, he chewed through the seatbelt buckle in the rear of my car. While we're at the vet, he's slightly calmed down a little bit, but still tries to mount every single person who walked in the door, including the veterinarian. Uh, then went to the groomers. We had the same problem. Then I brought him home. Now, we've been at this for about a month now. And what I have found is that Chance is the exact opposite of Samson in every conceivable fashion. Uh, Samson, for example, did not like feet. I guess he thought they smelled. He did not like shoes. Chance, on the other hand, loves shoes. Well, I don't know if he likes shoes, but at the very least, he likes shoelaces because I have three pairs of tennis shoes. Uh, two are in decent condition. They're what I wear to court because I walk around a lot. And when I used to wear dress shoes, I would get holes in the soles fairly quickly. So I now wear tennis shoes to court. And I have a pair of old raggedy ones that I use for walking the dog around the neighborhood. And it would, it, it's not even something where he would wait until I would leave. He would do it while I was there, just snatch the fucking shoes and start trying to chew the shoelaces out. So there was that. He also is not housebroken. So he has uh, peed on the wall by the door. He has peed on a piece of gym equipment that I have in my bedroom. He has peed on my bookshelf. He has peed on my filing cabinet. And I have trained him to paw at the door in order to open the door, but he's not figured out to do that when he wants to go outside. Uh, Samson and I got our system of communication squared out fairly easily, and we got along just fine. Uh, maybe a week or so after I got him, we're now a month in, and it's still like the only way I can ensure that he doesn't piss on something is that every two or three hours I have to break what I'm doing to take him out. That, of course, ties in to his sleeping patterns because ever since I've gotten him, I don't know if the shelter opened at this particular time every day, and this is why, uh, but every single day, with the exception of today, this is actually the first time this morning that it has not happened, the dog wakes me up sometime between 6 o'clock and 6.30 in the morning to go out 
Now, sometimes we also get woken up around like two or three to go out, but it's usually sometime in the six to six thirty range. Uh, Samson didn't do that. Samson waited until my alarm went off, at which point he would pester me to make sure I got out of bed, but would not interrupt me before then. Chance gives no fucks every single day, whether it's six, six fifteen, six thirty, six twenty one. He does not care. Uh, he will happily get up and paw me in the face to make sure that I am awake and willing to take him outside. Now, I hear you. You're saying, Greg, this is fine. Just go ahead and go to bed earlier. And I tried that once. I actually went to bed at 10. It was very unusual. I felt unaccomplished because I usually work until 12 or 1 o'clock at night. Pretty much, I've been doing that since law school. But I tried going to bed earlier, and it didn't make a lick of difference. I was still exhausted when the dog pawed me in the face. I don't know why. Um, But the bigger challenge is that after I've gone through working at the office, dealing with clients, everything else, come home, walk the dog, feed the dog, eat dinner myself, do my cardio because I'm trying to get in shape, uh, and then continue doing work because I got to get stuff done for the next day, it's just not possible for me to get to bed that early. I work pretty much every night until 1. I mean, that's normal. Uh, I'm recording this right now at just before midnight. It's not going to be done until around one o'clock. Um, so that's just that's just my mo, and the dog does not care. And that, like I said, that's separate from the getting up at three or four in the morning. So I've not had a full night's sleep uh, in a month. Have not had a full night's sleep for four straight fucking weeks, uh, which has been a factor in my ability to get an outline done and to get the podcast recorded because I also like feel compelled midday to just sometimes take a nap for thirty minutes so I can actually continue to function. Um, what else? Oh, so Samson was old, so he was fairly tired most of the time. Chance they think is three. The vet says he's probably closer to two. He is spastic as fuck, and he does not get tired at all. We went on a walk yesterday. We went two miles, and for part of that two miles, he wanted to run because he was trying to chase someone on a bike. So I said, fuck it. I started to run. I've not run like that since I was in high school. I ran and I ran and I ran and I ran as fast as I fucking could and the dog kept going faster than me and never slowed down. The entire two-mile trip, he is pulling on the leash and I'm having to use my strength to actually hold him in place. That would never happen. With Samson, Samson would lead me for about a mile and then I would practically be dragging him after that because he was just too tired. Chance? No, he's always going on. So part of why we did not have an episode for those first two Mondays is that I could not physically find the time to work on an outline in peace. Because if I left the house, there was the risk of something being fucked up. If I stayed, the dog would constantly paw at me and interrupt the fuck out of me, and I would have to stop every two hours to take him out anyway. So the first week, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to work on training this dog and everything's going to be fine. Then the second Monday came around and it was not done, so I said, fuck it, we're going to put this podcast on hold and I'm going to have this dog figured out. Well, week three was not the dog's fault because the dog was at a dog sitter. I ended up having to go to a wedding. One of my friends from college, who I knew through my girlfriend, was getting married, and I thought this would be the perfect time to bring the podcast back because we were leaving on a Saturday The wedding was on a Sunday, and we were coming back on Monday. So that gives me plenty of time Saturday to do the outline. 
Sunday, I can't imagine the ceremony is going to last that long. And then there's a little bit of a reception. So surely I can find an hour and a half to record in the hotel room. And then Monday, we would come back. All, all fine. It was Labor Day weekend. We could make that work. Well, here's the thing. My friend and her husband are both Indian. They're both Hindu. And I've been to a lot of different weddings. I enjoy going to different weddings. And I've been to different cultural weddings. You know, I've been to evangelical Christian weddings and Catholic weddings and white weddings and black weddings and Jewish weddings and a whole bunch of other weddings. Because I know a lot of people from college. And we're all about that age where they're all getting married. Uh, I've never yet been to a Indian Hindu wedding and did not know that these are multi-day affairs. I had no idea. Uh, Now, I'm going to say, I enjoyed it, so don't take what I am about to say as a a lack of appreciation for it. But we got there on Saturday, and soon after we got there, there was an event called the Sangeet, which is like a party in a nutshell. Then we went to bed. Then the next morning, there was a breakfast. After the breakfast, there was a thing called a barat, which is where the uh, groom comes in, and there's a ceremony at the end of that. Uh, After the barat, there was a reception. After the reception was the actual wedding ceremony, which had, like, I want to say, like, 18 different phases, because there's different rituals that they go through, and they gave us really slick programs uh, that were very well done, explaining kind of all the stuff that they're doing. So that happened. That was like, you know, probably a two or three hour ceremony. Then there was a brief break as the wedding folks, uh, no, I'm wrong. There was not a break then. There was a lunch thing after the ceremony. So you had kind of like a late afternoon lunch. Then there was a break because that was when the bridal party was taking pictures. So rather than recording, because I had not done an outline on Saturday because of the party, I used that time to go to the gym to try and get my, uh, my calories in. Then after that was the reception itself which was a multi-hour affair. Then after the reception, there was an after party that ran until like 3 o'clock in the morning, and then there was an 8 a.m. breakfast the next day. So this entire weekend that I had planned on kind of using downtime to get the podcast up and going again, uh, I was celebrating one of my friends. And like I said, I enjoyed it. I had fun, you know, met people, danced, all that other stuff. Um, But obviously the podcast didn't happen. So then fast forward to this past Sunday. And I thought, this weekend, we're finally good. Because at this point, I've got about 50% of an outline ready, plus another like 200 links that y'all have sent me over the past month. Surely, I can get something together. I don't know what has gotten into the dog, but he decided that I was not going to have that opportunity. We went through a span where I was sitting with my laptop in my lap, And for whatever reason, he just decided to fucking jump on me. Not like, you know, gently paw and I got to go out. No, he just, his whole 55-pound mostly muscle frame just jumped on my fucking lap. So, of course, I'm pissed because, one, he's jumping on me. Two, he's jumping on me while I have the laptop in front of me. And it's a, you know, it's one, it's an expensive piece of machinery in itself. But then on top of that, it's my livelihood. If this laptop breaks, there's no podcast, there's no law firm. Like, everything is on this thing. Uh, so I pick him up and I throw him to the ground, like not not viciously, but, you know, you, you pick up a 55 pound dog and you drop him without missing a beat. No more than one or two seconds. He jumps back in my fucking lap again. So I put him on the ground again. And then I guess he thinks we're fucking playing because he did this at least a dozen times. He would jump in my lap. I put him on the ground, jump in my lap. I put him on the ground. 
And this just went on and on and on. And anytime I started to work on the laptop, he would find some way to bug me. By the time he stopped jumping in my lap, he would start pawing at my leg or pawing at my arm or whatever else. And then separate from him, I had friends calling because they were concerned about the upcoming hurricane or they needed legal advice on a case or something else. So the podcast never got done because I never got a chance to finish the fucking outline. I'm recording this one now without the dog's, you know, constant pestering because you heard him make that sound earlier in the podcast. He was pawing at me for reasons I still don't fully understand because we don't communicate yet. Uh, And then he's now gone back to his doggy pillow and has knocked the fuck out because he's been on doggy Xanax since I got him because he had heartworms. So he had to be on activity restriction and they gave him like trazodone, I think it's called. And I've given him less than the dose he's supposed to get because obviously he doesn't need it anymore now that the heartworms are taken care of, activity restrictions are over. Uh, But when he's off of it, he's even more spastic. So I've I've continued giving him like this lower dose of doggy Xanax uh, to try and keep him contained. So it's a work in progress. He's currently knocked out. He's totally asleep. It's friggin' adorable, which makes it difficult for me to be mad at him when he annoys the fuck out of me because he's just so friggin' cute. Uh, I actually uploaded a video to Twitter. Uh, well, it'll be, it was today, but it will be yesterday by the time you get this podcast uh, of him laying next to my bed, just snoring, just steadily snoring. He snores as bad as my girlfriend. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My girlfriend does not snore, but the dog definitely does. Um, so it's just, it's been an experience. So we're hoping at this point, He's mostly, like, he's not calmed down per se, but he's gotten to the point where he will leave me alone for at least a little bit to try and work somewhat. Uh, And he's gotten left alone at the house for slightly longer spans of time that I think I can take Saturday and go hole up in a Starbucks to finish the outline and then Sunday go into the studio and actually record Uh, well, again, this is like hypothetical for the future. I don't know what's going to happen with this hurricane. Theoretically, we could all be underwater and dead a week from now. Uh, but I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that everything will be fine. So the plan is Monday, we get everything back to normal and then it'll be like this whole month long hiatus never happened. So that's where we are. That is the reasoning why I have been absent. I apologize for the lengthy, uh, hiatus It was not something I intended. The idea was I was just going to take a week off. Like when we got the dog, that was the plan. It was just, it was only going to be a week. And then the week turned into two weeks and then the wedding and then the fourth week. And then we got this hurricane coming. So I don't know what's going to happen for next week, but hopefully we will be back on regular rotation soon. And if you happen to be one of our patrons, keep an eye out for that Law 140 episode tomorrow, Thursday, the 13th. So that's it. That is the update. Hopefully, uh, those of you that are still listening, thank you for listening. I appreciate the fans that we've got. I will say it's been interesting, the month-long hiatus, because I check the download numbers, and I can see that quite a few of you don't listen to us um, on the day we release. Like, it's about a – so we have a spike in downloads every time we release a new episode. So for those of the folks that are subscribed and listen right away. But then we also have, like, this long tail – of folks that listen to it days or weeks after release. So we've got several folks that are now listening to stuff that I recorded like a month ago 
because I guess it's just, you know, I, I, I have depressing show content. I get that. Uh, I intersperse the dog stories to try and brighten things up a little bit. Um, but it's just, it's been fascinating to look at. So that's the plan on far as things going forward. We will be back. We will be back with regular episodes to uh, come to your podcast apps of choice. And I just want to thank all of you for your patience and the fact that you're still subscribed. So you're going to get this particular episode as well. So on behalf of myself and Mike, the sound guy out there in the ether, uh, thank you all for listening. If you happen to be in the hurricane zone for Hurricane Florence, please be safe. Make sure that you evacuate if you're on the coast of North Carolina because it's going to be bad. Uh, and I will hope that all of you will still be back here next Monday. Uh, and enjoy your week. Talk to you soon. <laughs>